Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, number one, the big story here. Uh, but, but you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Just uh, just letting you know, Jordan Alvarez, uh, who uh, Tuesday was reported, hey, had a little hand soreness and... Uh, he was just going to take a couple of days off, but he was going to be back to swing in the bat a couple of days later. Now it's Friday, and the latest update, uh, Jordan Alvarez is still not participating in any on-field drills with the Astros. Have you seen him yet here today? No, I have not, Dusty, and neither have you. Dusty said, uh, Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, said that today there is no update on his progress or prognosis. So... Uh, thought maybe initially on Tuesday they thought he'd be swinging the bats, uh, back to swinging the bats today. Maybe uh, doing some stuff in the field, and that has not occurred yet. He's sore. S- still, Clint, due to this sore left hand. Um, you uh, you still in the same space that you were on Tuesday when they announced that? I am, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh-huh. let you. I'm not going to let you. Uh, I'm not going to let you screw up my Friday. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in the same. Uh, I'm in the same spot, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not real worried about Jordan Alvarez's hand. I, look, I mean, you're talking about hell, a top ten player in Major League Baseball. Uh, I mean, to, to anybody that that has any, any sense, top ten player in Major League Baseball. If that hand was a problem, he'd be at a specialist. If that hand was a problem, they'd be working on it. It's just a little bit of soreness. That's why we hadn't heard much the last few days. It's in. We are in spring training. There's no reason to rush the big fella. Uh, a couple days off with with the with, to, to let a little bit of a, a little bit of soreness, um, you know, go away. It ain't no problem. I'm good with it. I cannot lie. <laughs> I think I think Tyler. We talked about this earlier. The Lance McCullers thing makes this feel different, and really not just the Lance McCullers thing, but really just the Houston Astros when it comes to injuries type thing. And the player that it is who has had an injury history. All right. Uh, call it what you want to. I saw somebody on the trailer wheel frame text line getting on to us because we, we've we called Jordan and, and Lance injury prone. However you call it, them two jokers seem to come up with injuries every year. They have e- injuries frequently. So, I don't know if you want to use it. You want a different word. Somebody said, you guys need to get. <laughs> somebody said, and I believe in this voice. You guys need to get a professional, a, a professional, uh, a, a doctor of some sorts on here uh, to, to talk this through. No, I don't want to bore the audience. But hey, hey, Doc, what does a sore hand mean for a baseball player? And I'm sure for many of you, this is boring to you anyway, but you continue to listen. Uh, but I, I, listen, whatever it is, they seem to come up with something all the time. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, maybe they thought he's going to swing the bat today. Uh, maybe. Okay, that's nothing. If we get into next week, Clint, if we get into next week and Jordan Alvarez, who MLB voted, and I think it's a travesty, as the ninth best player in all of Major League Baseball, if we get into this and he is not swinging the bat, then I'm going to, it's going to make me even push further to the fact of how they have been with injuries where they try to act like it's not as big a deal. And then the hell, the next thing you know, we're hit in the face a, a week or two later, like, oh, no, this is a little bit. This, this this is a little bit more serious. If he's not swinging a bat next week, then I, I my heightened concern may go up. Well, look, I, and it's up. The, the, it's up already. Let's be honest. I, I mean, it's going to be out of control. If if Jordan Alvarez isn't, if there's not videos surfacing of him swinging a bat 
by middle of next week, show show is going to lose one now. Look, I mean, look, here's the deal. I'm with you on that. I mean, we're still in the range of, hey, man, you had a little soreness, sore hands, sore knees, sore arms, sore shoulders, sore back, whatever it may be. It's the beginning of spring training. You get two, three days off, whatever, um, getting a little treatment, make sure it's right. There's no reason to rush back. We've said it 15 times. There's five more weeks of spring training, five more weeks before these guys play a game. There's no reason to push him back, push him, push him to get back. Now, you get a week plus into having to deal with some soreness. Now you've got lingering pain. Now you've got, now you've got something that, in my opinion, you're not just working out of soreness. You're not just treating soreness. You've got, they've got concerns if they're holding him out that long, which in turn, I think, yeah, will 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 push me a bit. But right now, I'm still in that phase of, hey, you had a little soreness, get it worked on. Let's figure out how we want to manage this through spring training, and he'll be fine. Now let's hope so. Let's hope so. Come on, text in. Show you worry like a wife, firstly. First off, husbands worry too. Okay. You should have seen Clint. You should have seen you should have seen Clint before the show. Look at old Tyler in there yeah. bobblehead. Yeah, that's stupid. You worry like a wife. No, your ass worries too. Uh you should have seen you should have seen Clint showing me something uh before the show about Potentially, his daughter climbing on something. Oh. Yeah, you think you think you think husbands. Don't I don't worry. know why my wife bought that thing. Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've held it. I've held it together to this point. I, but I, I cringe every time she looks it's at it. It's a rolled ankle. At oh least. man. <laughs> Maybe a weight to happen. Oh. So first off, you silly husbands worry too. Secondly, I just don't understand it. The Astros and their medical situations year in and year out, and where they come from. And what they say, and then what actually ends up happening with players, especially this player who has had injuries in the past, to where you're like, yep. "Hey, oh, ain't nothing, hey, nothing," or not even that, it ain't nothing. But show you're crazy, you're worried, because this is exactly what y'all asses said to me last week, and look where we are with Lance. Nothing. So, 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 the two most, and I'm gonna say it again for that person, injury-prone players on the team. So I mean, hold on. So if that man ain't swinging the bat, and ain't swinging the bat next week, I'm gonna call them liars. Call them. You're gonna call who liars? The Astros. <laughs> They're liars. Okay. We'll call them liars. You, you're probably safe doing that right now. Okay. They're liars. <laughs> Don't wait till next Don't week, Chief. <laughs> Big three and three, number two. All right, uh, old uh, Brian Windhorse of ESPN is throwing big shots uh, about the Houston Astros. Uh, he said this uh, on, on ESPN today, I think Houston is a dangerous fit for anybody. Good God. <laughs> because that team is out of control. They've completely destroyed and broken down Stephen Silas, who is a good man but can't handle the renegade operation that's become the Houston Rockets. Pretty much Everything the Rockets do is a mess right now. Uh, I, look, I, is, is he lying? No, not one bit. So yeah, I don't think he's stretching way. it. I don't feel like he's lying. I think he's dead-ass serious. Now, I think it's, you know, look, I mean, maybe he's talking about the front office and, and kind of how, because I could see where that could break down Steven Silas, but if Steven Silas has been broke down by – by players, then then that's on him. Now I, I could see where where Tillman Fertitta, the general manager, and kind of the way they do business and the way they direct traffic in terms of telling Steven Silas what to do doesn't really doesn't really put him in position to put his foot down and hold guys accountable. Now that could be different. That that's a different story. I, I don't. Windhorse didn't really 
um, go into detail there with what he's talking about. But yeah, he he ain't lying. He ain't lying one bit. He and and, and it the certainly more, looks that and way. Look, it, look, it ain't stopping. I mean, you, you, the, there's people out there that really believe James Harden could come back, and that'd be a good idea. Well, there's a report Get saying there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, which uh, is not good enough. McMahon and uh, McMahon from ESPN. Uh, James Harden returning to Houston is a real possibility. Uh, Houston believes it's a legitimate possibility and that it is not coming out of thin air. James Harden still spends a lot of time in Houston, spends his summers in Houston, works out at the Rockets facility on a regular basis. It's a very real possibility. Well, well, I'm they, really they, glad to hear he's still in Houston sometimes. That's big time. Well, he owns that, a restaurant. It, 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 oh, yeah. No, 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 no. All joking aside, who in their right mind is trying to rebuild an organization and lets James Harden work out in their facility. Stupid. Who does that? If they do that, that is the stupidest thing any executive over a sports team in this city has L. ever done. L. Stone. Maybe not the stupidest. Hopkins was bad. Like uh, L. Stone. It, I mean, what? A, like that's David Kelly was bad. Like James Harden. Putting James Harden back in this locker room makes zero sense. None. You bring in a guy that that is the 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 really the the one thing that you and let me put words in anybody else's mouth, but it sure seems like there's a lack of leadership, accountability, and I mean the guy's a baller. Don't get me wrong, but but he 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 did not move the needle one bit when it comes to leading leading a locker room. In fact, he pushed back on Chris Paul, who has gone on and had and had success and continued to lead, and he's been he's done nothing but fall off, and and be a part of, of the biggest how the hell did that happen ever in Brooklyn with, with, with the guys that he was with. The game last it, night for James. I, I mean, last night. Yeah, that's fine. He can I shoot. It, look, I, I don't I mean I, there, there no lies told. The guy can score, the guy can shoot, the Rockets can't. Okay. That's fine. But inserting a guy that needs the ball a lot and would take the ball out of the hands of your young guys that you're trying to develop, that brings I think it's safe to say. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd, I'd love for somebody. To, maybe I'm wrong, but like from a a strong personality that's going to go in there and lead a, a a bunch of young guys through a bunch of adversity doesn't seem to be James Harden's strength. Like what in who who? What are you what? talking about, Clint? What do you mean? You don't think like when Stephen Silas comes to the to the podium, slams his hand, no. and says we gave up 153 points and they're not getting giving the effort on the defense. You don't think bring in James Harden? I'm angry. That'll make you. That'll make you think. Hey, man, we got to get better effort on defense. We got to get better scoring. effort. These guys just aren't giving the effort. They don't make you think. Bring in James Harden. I don't. I think that's a <laughs> look. I, I am an extremely. That, to me, that situation a, says screams. James I'm a Harden. suspect yeah, fan. I'm a casual now. fan. Not Jimmy Butler. I, I, James I, Harden. That's look, what that screams. I, I, yes. I, 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 I mean, hey, I'm you talking like, about bringing in Jamie, Jimmy Butler? I feel like that's what this kind of team needs. Right there, that a young guy that can come to work every day, and I said it before, Russell Westbrook, a guy comes every day, comes to work, and gives effort. You're struggling on defense and giving the effort on defense from your young guys, and the thought is, yeah, yeah, James Harden, which is not good enough. That's the cure. I mean that that would be to me that would be the ultimate. I don't give a rip, like from Tillman and and. Well, you have to question L Stone. And Tillman, but especially L. Stone from a basketball like thought process, like yeah, James would. That's what we should do. That's what we need. But it would that's be what it, we should do. It, right it, it, to me, it would be the like exactly what we've talked about multiple times of just like it looks like that they are there's 
zero interest in in getting anything accomplished the, the first these last two years, and and until they bring in, I guess who Tillman thinks Victor is going to be a, a, an organization changer. Fourteen um, percent chance to do that, or or, or or a game changer. They're able to bring in a free agency. Like we're just going, we're just going to tread water until those guys get here. I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I think James can still play, and I think the the situation he's in in Philadelphia, where they're the third seed, something like that, and they're that like that seems like a better spot. Not not on the rebuilding team that is struggling to give a consistent effort, especially on the defensive end every night. That doesn't seem like the space to to throw him into. And you already know, like, he's coming in with Tillman Fertitta, the relationship they have. Ain't nobody putting James in his place. James going to get to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Show sure, this is, like, why Why would a guy want to, like, and I'm just talking about, if 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 we're talking about adding somebody to a locker room that would that would take charge, lead, move the needle, help the organization, He's in Philly right now with one of the best young players in the game that needs that leadership to go to go to like, like consistently. And his his buddy, the general manager that was here with him, is there. Why would you want to leave that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't believe it. I don't believe James actually wants to come here. I think James has a oh, restaurant here, and he, and he's. I, I don't. I don't. Here. I don't doubt that James likes life here. And and and. I'm just saying he likes life here, but I don't. I don't like likes a strip club. I think I, there's I, a I lot think, of places I think, he likes I, life. I think I absolutely believe that James would walk away from from a better situation in terms of winning a championship to be where he's comfortable, mm. and know. can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't. I don't mean that as in like he's a buck the system guy. James moves in a way that he's like I'm cool with it. Whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm good with it. Maybe. What do you want me to do? I'm good with it. I think I think James likes to be uh, viable. I think he likes to be in a – I think he at least likes to be in a situation where he is, you know, talked about. I don't – like, he'd come down here and not be talked about. Like, I'll they take, wouldn't be saying anything about it. I'll take Harden back, but only if we can pay him in strictly honey buns. Big three at three. Number three. You're going to have to let that go, man. Let that honey bun thing go. Turd. All right, uh, last night, uh, the Portland Cheryl Blazers, they, uh, they lost 133 to 116 to the Kings. That's not even really the big story. The big story to me, Clint, is Damian Lillard set out last night due to rest. And some of you are saying, okay, yeah, it's the NBA, we see that. Listen, they clearly have a problem uh, with this situation where players are just coming out and, and, and not playing enough of the games. And I'll be honest, I'm not one that looks at it as that big of a deal because let, let's let's be honest, many of y'all that complain about this aren't watching regular season games like that anyway. Uh, and many of you are watching when the playoffs come, and that's when the guys play, and they're saving themselves to be at their best there. But this one was ridiculous last night. The Portland Trailblazers have not played since last Tuesday. He then competed in the three-point contest and won it and then played 26 minutes on Sunday in the All-Star game. They are battling for a playoff spot, Clint. And he ain't played since Sunday. And then the first game back, he's sitting for rest. On Thursday night? On Thursday night. The Ooh. first game. Like, that, like if I'm Adam Silver, like, I, I've got to find him. Unless there is some sort of a doctor's hey, situation. Find nobody I know no the human management. penis is probably not going to do it, the but I mean, penis. if you look at him straight up, he does. He looks like one clothed, like a colored condom on is what he looks. But 
I, I, like, this one is ridiculous. Or, what is, what or is, a, a penis with a suit on. With a suit on. <laughs> what, but what is, what, like, what would cause him to have rest? What in the world would you play in a fake game 26 minutes and you can't go Thursday? Hey, like, hey, that they, one, that they, one. Is, they ain't been through it up in Portland now. That one, that one is nuts. Like, if I were in Portland today, I'd be like, hey, man, listen, we ain't won a damn thing with him. We're sitting here in the in the 12th seed in the West. Like, let's just break this up. My man, my man can't even play after the. Like, he's ready. He the three point contest at All Star Game was more important to him than the Kings. You got to be kidding me! I mean, you got to be kidding me! All right, the uh, the new segment starts. Rom com Fridays. Clint had an assignment. He had to go watch the movie 50 First Dates, in which you voted on, and now he is going to give us his thoughts. Who gets the MVP? Who gets the jock strap? How many stars does he believe this movie is worth? Oh, I cannot wait for this next. Rom-Com Fridays with Clint Sterner coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Oh, yeah, baby. Romantic Comedy Fridays. Rom-Com Fridays are here. And this is the deal. We did this last week with your help. Rom-com Fridays. Clint is now going to be forced to watch a romantic comedy that you vote on each week, and then he's got to give us a report on it. All right, he's going to give us who the MVP was, who uh, who gets the game ball, who gets the jockstrap, the most underrated character in the film, anything, one thing he would change, and then how many stars he gives the he gives the film. And he, he told me, he took notes, folks. I got me a nice. I got. I, I'll post these. I'll post these oh, you, on, on, you, on my Twitter. I will. Did, I you, you and wifey watched it together. Oh yes, yes we. Did. did she love? This? Oh, she did couldn't she, wait. She couldn't wait. She, she couldn't oh, wait. God, she's I ready mean, for she next week. she could not wait. There's no doubt about it. I had to explain to her how it come about. She obviously missed that. The times we talked about it last week um, <clears throat> and earlier this week. Uh, but yeah, yeah. She she was she was excited. I mean, I got a little. I got a dance. Uh, I'm in the living room trying to watch a little investigation, investigative discovery, and she comes through dancing, talking about you want to go in the bedroom, watch a little oh, rom com. Oh. You go watch rom com in the bedroom. We about to get listen. We about to get him some ass every day. Ain't no doubt. Right here, baby. This is gonna lead you right into something. Come on, or it's gonna lead into discussions, and you're gonna say the wrong thing. I don't need it, but I'll take it. I don't need it, but I'll take it. All right, the help that is. Also, we're glad that you you've done your job and participated. The other piece of this was an open from Tyler. That's right. All right, here we go. You got it? I do have something. Let's go to the movies. Lights, camera, action. Not quite done. Waiting on our voice guy. All right. Uh, that's a little teaser uh, there. Text line, he was given a week. You uh, you uh, let us know how you feel. You feel about that? He I can't be the big voice he, guy. He's immediately blamed someone you got, else. You I got didn't got blame him. You got to get better at reading his face. Oh, I read it. Oh, he read it. I mean, you're, he he clearly does not want to hear anything else about this opening. You and you refuse to stop. No, I just uh, you could have just you could have. I can tell by the look on his face. Like, you could have just went right on by. I could have. Yep. There it's is like a lot of things I can do, show audio engineering wise, but the big voice guy is just not one of them. I know, man. This is this is this is good. And then next, so next week, hopefully, like, I can't sound like this. Joe's daddy, Tyler. Like, that's hard for me to sound like. <laughs> hopefully, by next week, it'll be. Finished because well Clint's not about Damn to give it, us an, in, an incomplete. Uh, he did his job. Uh, all right. Hopefully we have uh, uh, we have the best of today. So we'll see about that later on, guys. Hang on to your hats. 
for that one. All right. You watched it. Fifty uh, first dates, right? Fifty first dates, right? Fifty first dates beat out uh, when Harry met Sally. Uh, and your thought? All right, we'll get to it. For who was the MVP? Who was uh, who was the MVP of this movie? No question, Henry. Oh yeah, he's no, getting his cast. I mean, there is no question. Adam Sandler as Henry gets the game ball. Any any man with that success rate at breaking the ice with a with a, a woman that he's never met. I mean, obviously, we've we, I, we nobody in this room knows anybody that's ever had had to do that. <laughs> every I mean, day, every day, the stick to itiveness. I mean, man. I mean, the ability, and he failed, right? He failed a few times, but but the persistence to keep coming back and keep finding new creative ways. And then when he goes outside the, I I thought honestly, I'm sitting there, I'm going. He's fixing to come to this restaurant 50 straight mornings. And not, he's got to find a way to sit down at that table. Then all of a sudden, my man's faking fights, getting his buddy's ass whooped. I mean, his cars broke down. I mean, the the there is no there was a there's no two or three game balls. There was never even a thought. It was the just Henry. 51st dates game ball goes to Henry, also known as Adam Sandler, and it's not even close. Henry Rod. Not not just the game ball. I'm gonna have it painted. With with the score, fifty to zero, or maybe maybe there was a more more even score. The times he failed and the times he had success, but the success rate he had and the ultimate end game and 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 where he ended was, I mean, it was game ball was a no brainer. You may have any problems with that game ball uh, to, to to Henry Roth, Adam Sandler's character. Feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad though, the dad too though. That you know the brother. Well, I mean, I think he's got another category. But all right, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. So who's the, who's the uh, who gets the jockstrap? Doug, the brother. <laughs> That's the one he loves. And, and here's why: <laughs> I thought he played a good character. He was That's good. Rudy, by the way, if any of you don't know, Sean Astin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, here's why he gets the jockstrap, though. I mean, he because he played a good character. He was entertaining. The fake tough guy, thinking that he could beat up Henry. Yeah. And and Henry just I mean WWE moved him real like, quick. Like and, you're gonna be the one that. that to yeah, that, that me wasn't away. it. Fake tough guy. Um, the see through shirts. He he he, he took yeah the see through shirts were the, the, <laughs> yeah. that, that was great. Sorry, the tank done it psychotic. <laughs> hey, the list he, at the end of the out. movie when he took Harry's or when he took Henry's uh, spam and Reese's really got really really turned me against him, but. What stole what stole the show in terms of Doug getting what stole the jock strap for Doug? My man has wet dreams. I mean, he's a grown man that's having wet dreams. I mean, that, I forgot about that till you just mentioned. I forgot about it too. I mean, that that was one of the funniest parts when he's asking for a friend. You know? And you sure he gets the jock strap? Yeah, this is. Oh, it ain't even close. There's no question about it. And and then and then when Henry hit him with the with the good luck with those wet dreams when he left the house that night, or, or no no he hit him with the stay dry stay dry Doug or something like that. Oh, it was great. Stay away from my sister. <laughs> That list is so strong, man. Oh, the list was really good. But 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 that, them see-through shirts is what I oh, couldn't yeah. I couldn't take him serious every time oh. he came on the screen with them see through. How about shirts. how about when old boy told him he had to wear the shirt inside the 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 the, the, the mental uh oh, hospital yeah. or whatever yeah, the, yeah. and he, he he pulls it out of his waistline, it's another one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he still's got uh, those football dreams. I got a cousin named Justin that <laughs> feels that way to me. Oh, all right, all right. Who's uh, who's the uh, most underrated character? The, again, a no-brainer for me. The Asian guy in the cafe with the one-liners. 
forgot I mean, about him. Too. I mean, there were there was there was at least five times in the movie where he just he peeks in and has literally three or four words, and I and I rolled. Nick. I mean, I couldn't remember his yeah, name. Is that Nick, it? Yeah. Was it? I didn't think that. No, Nick was the brother. Nick was the cook, wasn't he? Nick was the the the, the Samoan cook. Was, wasn't oh, he? I, oh, maybe it was him. I, I could be wrong, but but the, but the Asian guy, like the one liners, were great. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. It, yeah, yeah. Underrated character. I mean, he got I, he got as many laughs out of me as anybody. I mean, he was five or six. Every time he came on the screen, got you. I, he got me. Absolutely. All right. All right. What's what's something you change in the movie? How she found out. I, I, I thought it was it was the way that she found out the parking ticket. Yeah. And, and the cop kind of being, being a little bit of a jerk for about two seconds, and then she runs to the the newspaper uh, machine and realizes that the newspaper her dad had been giving her was was not real. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was such a critical part, part of how that could have been better. Not yep. just the moment show, but also like that was the turning point of the movie. And that was what the movie was all built around was her not knowing. I, I thought there would be a bigger and I don't know how you could. They could have done it, but it's Hollywood. They could have done better. I, I would have changed how she found out. You know, it, yeah. it went like from her not knowing to her knowing and her just all mess hitting the fan like. It, yeah. Like real quick. It could have. Yeah, it could have been. It could have. They could have thought more into how right. that happens because that's that's the big climax. Yeah, is when she finds out. It, it, well, just, it took me a minute to realize, like when when he he was in the restaurant and and the 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 lady that owns the restaurant was like, "Get out there, get out there!" I was like, "For what? What happened? What, what's going on?" You know, which they so they got me, but then it was just like boom, it it transitioned into how they were gonna how they were gonna address it. I, I don't know. I, I would have. I would have liked for that to have been drawn out a little bit more. All right. Uh, how many stars? It feels like you It feels like you enjoyed this. How many stars? Five stars. This is top. You were right, I mean, Joe. I hate to say it, but you were right. Three stars. Three stars. Now, I, and I'm going to tell you why. Here's here's why I'm giving it three stars, because I was not real impressed with the show overall. You weren't. I'm not going to say that 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 I personally wouldn't have bowed out a couple of times had it, had it not been for a couple things. The beginning really got me. Like I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know. Fifty first dates, I'm thinking, and the way it was happening, like I didn't know, I didn't realize that she didn't remember him until they actually announced it, right? Like I didn't, I didn't catch the, the beginning was really good. The way they set up her issue and what he was up against was really, really good. Uh, the ending was absolutely tremendous. I never saw it coming. I'm, I'm sitting there going, he's on the, he's on the boat at the end, right? And I'm thinking, she's got it. And he's going crazy. He's flipping out, right? He's singing the song, the CD the dad gave her, gave him, right? And he's like, why would he do this to me? This is torture. Why would he do it? I'm thinking, okay, she's going to pop up out of the hole. You know, like she's going to be down there and be like, hey, I, I, I want to be with you. So the ending, when he goes back to the art, to, to the, the, the whatever, the hospital, and yep. she's teaching art, and all the pictures were of him, that was tremendous. Absolutely tremendous ending. He is he really is. I have no I idea. Really, how, I can't wait. This and, is great. And, and last but not least, the excitement in my wife's voice and body and body language. Did she cry? She said, no, she did not she cry. Didn't, she, didn't she had already seen that movie, but the excitement level that we were doing, and, and the fact she stayed up through the whole damn movie and didn't pass out on me, tells me something. Fellas, if you want to do something special for your wife, I saw it last night, witnessed it firsthand, thanks to my guys here on the show on the drive. They helped me out. It's crazy. And I'm being legit, genuine, sincere. It's crazy how much the difference in last night versus me getting in bed and watching some kind of investigative discovery show <laughs> and being like, why don't you watch this with me, babe? Yeah, yeah, she loved it. I mean, she loved it, stayed up the whole time. She even helped me with my book report. 
I, movie listen, reporter. I'll be sorry. honest with you. I would have. I, I feel like this is a three star for me too. I would. That's what I would have said. Too. It's a, it's a it's a good one. It's not. It's not. It's the complicated. End, ending, which is at the, the top ending, for me. Re, the ending really saved it. All right, seven one three five seven two four six ten. We need a new movie for next week. Text in right now. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. What is the next rom com Clint has to watch? So we can hear this report next week. Oh, this is this is great, boy. Just enhancing marriages around here. <laughs> this is fantastic. I love I, I love this. All right, coming up. Uh Clint is uh Clint is really thankful for Martin Maldonado. I don't know why, but he is really, really thankful for Martin Maldonado. We'll let you know what that means coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, we're getting some real good ones in. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed the first uh, the first uh, rom-com Friday. I enjoyed it. Uh, we're getting a lot in. Text in 713-572-4610. Trailer will and frame text line. Um, uh, we're getting a lot in. What romantic comedy do you want Clint to watch next? He has seen Hitch, so we're not rolling in. Um, last week, we nominated 51st Dates, which won... Uh, when uh Harry met Sally, and then what was it? Just Friends. Yeah, the Kutcher movie. Yeah, the, the Ashton Kutcher. Movie. Right. I got corrected again last night. By the way. <laughs> yeah. It's Kutcher. I think I've always said Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. It's Kutcher. You're not alone. It's it's, it's Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. It's more of a uh, not a ooh. I'm more of a Kutcher guy. I like Kutcher. Um, I will say I've seen this the most, so I think we can put in Tyler How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Absolutely. That is a great choice. That's your guy. Matthew McConaughey is in that. Um, uh, yeah, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Uh, that, that'll be one. Uh, Courtney sent in. Courtney sent one in personally. She, is, she enjoyed the segment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. Tom Hanks. Forgot Meg about Ryan. that. Oh, a great one. Yeah, I watched yeah. that about three weeks ago. I had that on VHS when I was a kid. Yeah, let's throw that one in there. You got mail with uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Also, how to lose a guy in ten days, and I'm seeing a lot roll through. <sighs> the proposal's a good one. Who's in that one? Sandra Bullock. And that uh, is a really good one. Uh, who's the male lead? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's a good one. Damn, y'all's recall on these things are is tre- that's a, it's, man, it's tremendous. It's tremendous, man. And, Movies and, are a second. Betty love White. Me, man. Betty White, amazing in it. Um. Betty White's funny as hell in it. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Let's go. The proposal. Let's do that. The proposal. How to lose a guy in ten days, and you've got mail. Solid three. You'll send. Put that up there. You can vote on that, uh, and uh, you'll put it out there through the station account. You can vote on it like you did last week, and uh, and we'll have it up. And then Monday morning, whichever one uh, has the most votes. That's uh that's Clint and apparently Lauren's assignment. And listen, I saw someone text in. I'm never putting the Notebook up. The Notebook to me is not a romantic comedy. That's it is a just a romantic. Yeah, it's, it's just that's a just straight tearjerker. I don't know that I've ever seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Worth don't, don't do no, that. I, don't, I can see that. I, I can't. I can't watch. That's just that's just romantic. That's just all that. Like that I'm is. gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I don't know how you do it. Like you did. That, that was hard for you to get through last night. Or whenever you watch. No, I don't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't hard for me to get through. I, I enjoyed it, and like I said, there's 
zero chance I would have done it. I, I would have gotten through it if my wife wasn't. Really? Like if, if I like, yeah, I mean I like a big part of my enjoyment is how much I know my wife enjoys those kind of movies. And I'm doing it with her and it, it like that I, that that those doing things with her that she enjoys actually I should do them more often, but that, it actually like really does it for me. Courtney, like, I tell you, I watched that sucker by myself. But that's my point. Like that, like I, like I, I could I get through it? It's, sure. I, it literally is. It's you guys, re- you guys were recall tells me that you've watched it more than once. It's my, it's probably like it's my favorite genre of movies. Like if you're t- like, but y'all, I'm not ashamed. But to show say y'all's it. recall. Yeah, y'all's recall tells me that you've watched it, it more. Like either, your, but your recall of movies that you like, you would have it too. I don't. Of movies that you really like, I, I, I don't. Like I, like even the ones I really like, I don't. I don't I don't recall very well. Now, no. one ones that like when I was growing up, my father watched and I and I watched them with him like multiple times. Like Hollywood Nights is an old school movie that growing up we they were doing things that we as kids probably were doing behind our parents' back kind of deal. So it's one of those movies, and so we watched it all the time. And so yeah, that like I got that storyline, I, I got it, and I know the characters. Like it's crazy how many movies you guys can can like have deep conversations about. Not just the storyline, but the characters' backgrounds. The recall is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. See, see, one just came in. Damn it. The breakup. God, I want to put that one we'll in there. On we'll we got, we got a, oh, the breakup. Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston. Okay. That's really good that's one. A, Vince, oh, that's a Vince Vaughn's one of my favorites. Though. Oh, he's amazing. And uh, what's my man from Ozark, Jason? Uh, Batum, yeah. Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman. My man, that, that line, he said, uh, guys, I would, you know, since you guys are friends, you know, I'd. Am I doing a favor for you? And, uh, you know, I, I, I sure wouldn't want to make you pay this last month's rent. And they said, well, thank you. Uh, well, unfortunately, though, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm unable to be able to do that for you. <laughs> so I'm going to need that by the end of the month. No, nah, man, nah, this is some good ones. Yeah, Hitch, he's already seen, folks. Stop sending in Hitch. He's seen that one already. But no, nah, this is going to be good. So we got the proposal, We got which I think is going to win. I'm gonna, the, the proposal, you've got mail. And uh, and how to lose a guy in ten days? Matthew McConaughey, your guy is in that one, so uh, this will be good. All right, man. What is it? What, what is it? What 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 are you uh, excited about, Martin Maldonado for? Oh, I I've, I don't know that I've 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 been more thankful for Martin Maldonado than I am right now, the Astros catcher. If I'm being completely honest, mm. I read an article yesterday um, in the Athletic. Um, and it, the article was about Sean Murphy, the the Braves' big arm catcher that they uh, traded for uh, from the A's. And the article was basically about Sean Murphy being uh, one of baseball's most valuable commodities. Um, and, and clearly, he's a great player, um, and he's a more complete player than Maldonado. But this, but this article was really was really highlighting his defensive, you know, abilities and his big arm. Uh, and his teammates were talking about how big his arm is. And and then the article actually went into, um, you know, with the rule changes to the the game in general, but but the the pitchers specifically only being able to. Uh, throw over to, they call them disengagements right yeah uh the, the disengagements are limited in, in terms of how many times they can step off the the mound how many times they can fake throwing over how many times they can throw over so that's that in turn is going to magnify um 
the the catcher's ability to um you know to 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 pick to pick runners off base or obviously to throw runners out at second or third if they're trying to steal but also keep them honest in terms of how they wander off the bag and 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 in their ability to to execute back picks right um so i mean i don't know i, I don't know I, I was just like I, I never i didn't think about it like that like if run if base runners are going to get more aggressive because the bases are bigger so they're closer together if, the defensive if, catcher is even is even more yeah, valuable. He's even more valuable and 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 is more of an advantage for the teams that have one than they've ever been. Now we can get off into Mal. I know show you'd like Maldonado to be able to hit just a little bit, but but the 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 defensive aspect of it is, I think it's just magnified with the rule changes in ways that I don't know that I even. I mean, they're obvious ways, right? I'm really intrigued to see how much it ma- it, it does matter. I'm really intrigued yeah, to watch right. I am this too. year to see, like, how big a deal right. of, hey, man, you just, like, you're going to get run all over if you got somebody back there. And, that, and, and, and stealing bases, well, you, you better, that's if, a true advantage the, there. Yeah, it, well, if, and the thing is, if you're a pitcher and you're going to throw over to first, or, you know, you better damn well think you got a shot at getting him. Yeah. Like, you can't waste him, right? Because Cause, once cause, you get past it, like, it feels like you always got to just keep one out there, because once you throw over, like that lead is he just knows gonna, you can't like that come lead over. is just going to be right enormous. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I was just sitting there reading this article. I'm thinking, boy, I am thankful that Maldonado is the defensive catcher that he is, because if 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 he's if he's able to keep players keep base runners closer to the bag, um, you know, throughout, if he's able to like have success when other teams think they can run because the bases are four inches closer. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I think it, it, it put me in a spot where I was just a little bit more appreciative of, of uh, Martin Maldonado than, than maybe I typically am. I know he's been great defensively, but he, he's been rough at the plate. So there's, there's uh, the conversations usually revolve around his struggles at the plate or they always end in a, yeah, but this is one of those where I was like, man, it, it it's it feels good to have that dude behind the plate with with those being the possibilities, with that being the possibility that could be coming around the bend in Major League Baseball. Here was Dusty kind of kind of going to what you're saying. Dusty Baker talking about uh how he views the catcher position and how important defense defense is. Number one job of catcher is to catch and uh right. call a game and hopefully throw some guys out and stop them from stop stop their running game. You know, defense is number one at, at, at the catching position. Hitting is a bonus big time. But, um, you know, there aren't many guys around like Bud Rodriguez or Johnny Bench. You know, the better they call a game and the more they're in charge, you know, uh, the guy, whoever's catching is my on the field general. You know, I mean, he, he's second in command behind me. <laughs> second in uh, command behind I, me. I love Dusty. He's second in command behind me. To hell with that the pitch. Coach. I would just like I just like him to be able to just hit a tad bit more. Can we just like like just a little bit? Can we get more of a bonus than hit? Yeah. <laughs> just a tad. Yeah. Just a tad. Job of catchers to catch. Just a tad here, man. Can we do that? Like just a little bit. I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. And to the point you're making, like that defensive catcher is going to be more valuable. Like. Teams are going to be hunting at least to have one on their roster, like whether it's your uh, your second catcher or something. Like somebody has to be really, really good defensively because 
now, man, that that's going to bring that part of the game back in. But good God, man, I just can I can I get two? Can I get two hundred? <laughs> can I get one ninety? How about that? One ninety. Just hit a little bit, just a little bit of a bonus, a little bit more of a bonus. But no, man, you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point, man. Um, yeah, uh, boy, I mean, this text line is just real. Y'all can stop sending them in though. I mean, it's just rolling on. I mean, un, un, <laughs> unrolling, man. It just the ugly truth, a solid good one. Some of these aren't romantic comedies, like Weekend at Bernie's. Like that's not a romantic comedy. No, what are we doing here? I've seen that one. I know you've seen that one. Who had? All right, what you got coming up at four? Well, Daniel uh, Jeremiah, uh, one of the, one of the the draft. I don't know if you call them draft gurus or or what, but um, one of the minds that uh, evaluates talent year-round, but definitely leading up to the draft. He had a conference call today um, at, at noon, and he he went into depth on a couple of different draft prospects that I think the Texans, not that I think, the Texans being the number two overall uh, draft slot here, they're going to have a shot at a bunch of these guys, but there's a couple of them that are, uh, I think we as fans expect the Texans to, to hone in on um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what he had to say about a couple of those different prospects, and we'll discuss um, in, in, in depth. This is this is some interesting stuff from a guy that that knows the game uh, and prospects as well as anybody out there. We'll do that next.